0: And the Dallas Cowboys football club.
1: Let's go,
2: baby! Are
0: you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah. And um, so much for that. It's time for the break on dallascowboys.com
1: we were on
0: the break with Nick Eatman Brian Broaddus Ambar Garcia and Derek Eagleton
3: It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023, season 18, episode number 108. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Wake up over there, Amber. It's time to talk about some Cowboys football. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And man, it feels good. Doesn't it feel good, Nick? Like me and Nick last night were like, this is the first experience. It's not often after 23 years we get to do something for the first time that was the first time when at Tampa we've had a no well we, oh. we've had a road playoff game oh that we were actually on a flight coming back and we weren't like so Phenomenal. are we gonna have shows this week like yeah. what are we gonna do this week like it was actually like draft oh show. we
2: got another game yeah draft show well you know? I, I will say this I was already on the horn this morning and I'm not stepping I hope I'm not stepping out my boundaries but I told people all right, guys, just keep watching tape, man. We'll get that <laughs> keep <laughs> found the Just tape. keep yeah. watching tape. You know, get your notes together and eventually they're gonna ask us to come in there. But right now, we got time. right now we're gonna we're gonna keep keep playing football here is what we're gonna do.
4: I uh failed you guys. Uh-oh. You know, I told you I would I was gonna capture a moment for y'all, for you two, and I didn't. We were on the sideline and I, we were looking mm-hmm. the game, it finished and all that, and I turn around and then I see you two your faces were, like, lit up. Like, your (laughs) eyes were... You weren't crying or anything. No, not yet. No, 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 no. No. But you could see the shine and the emotion. You guys were talking about it. I'm like, oh, crap. Let me get my phone. And then I I took it out. And as I was about to start snapping, some of the linemen started running down, and we're about to get run over. Uh... So I didn't. Yeah. But, uh, next week, I will capture that moment. I'll tell you what. So you moment. have it and you can frame it at your house.
2: You will get tears of joy if somehow on Saturday the oh. Giants find a way to beat Woo. Philadelphia and you find a way to beat San Francisco. Oh, yeah. That would be oh, tears yeah. of joy right there if you can somehow host mm-hmm. this uh NFC Championship, but a lot of work still to be by a lot yeah. of yeah. teams.
3: I got a, I got a little misty eyed, Nick, when you came over and gave me a little pound after the game because I was like, "Yeah, this is this is new. This is different. <laughs> oh, yeah. This feels different. This you, feels very." different. You know
2: what's funny is being being as old as I am, I was at the game the last time, like we've talked about, the last time they won a road playoff game, and it was like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. And so you think about it, and you know all these days of working with the team and stuff, and you've never. You know, you never had that experience. So yeah, and, and really, I'm happy for, I'm happy for the you know the the coach and staff, happy for the players, happy for you guys too. It's it makes all our jobs so much easier when yeah, this does. team finds ways to win. We always talk about that, but in, in on, honesty, it's it's the truth. It really does make a a, a a big big difference as you get through this.
3: Let's dive in because I think we have to start the show talking about. They're actually showing it on TV right now, but four last night, Dak Prescott. Played out of his freaking mind. Uh, He goes 25 of 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, not even anything that looked like it could have been an interception, in my opinion. Uh, 143.3 The Gallup
2: touchdown was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> the maybe. Gallop, it maybe. was
3: like, what? Oh, Get maybe. through there. That was a little that was a little touchy, but yeah, yeah you got it there. Um and uh, and then he also had, which I thought was really key, the seven rushes for 24 yeah. yards uh and a touchdown. We talked last week about the fact that if they were going to win, if Dak was going to be successful, he was going to have to be the Dak that we grew up on the, the Dak from 2016 and 17 where he was unafraid to run the ball when he saw opportunities we saw a lot of that last night what did you guys see from Dak and what were your impressions
5: uh, I think you said it all. I mean, like Dak, this was uh, going into the game. This was probably the the biggest game of his career because of the of the stage, the way he's been playing, who's going up with uh, facing on the other side, and he answered the call. I mean, he had the best game of his career. He, he and there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this this was so important to him and his career and he went out and carried the team and not everybody should get the credit and I mean more people will get credit but quarterbacks take the blame they get the bulk of the credit Dak deserves it it was the biggest stage of his career and I think he had the best game of his career
4: I freaking loved everything that he did yesterday and just like Nick said he carried the team and that's one of the things we don't tend to see very much is him fully care. and that that's what that game felt like. It felt like Dak was being the quarterback that you need him to be. And the fact that he was able to use his feet and be that like the type of quarterback that can escape and run and and use that ability which I feel we haven't gotten to see that a whole lot this year either. He's done it a few times, but nothing close to what he did yesterday. Uh I thought it was amazing and I love the way that he handled the whole week, coming back after that terrible loss against Washington to finish the season in such a sour note, and then he plays this way, it's absolutely impressive and amazing.
2: Yeah, we've talked about this a bunch on this show, is if you get him a little bloodied, a little muddied, and maybe have a little clump of grass right in the side of his helmet, <laughs> it kind of makes him – he gets a feel of the game. Uh, the line did a tremendous job last mm-hmm. night. Uh, Tampa pass rush non existent. You had to control the middle. They controlled the middle. Mm-hmm. They withstood an injury to a tackle in the game. And so they shuffled around again. Kind of something they've been doing. Your your Hall of Fame right, your Hall of Fame tackle at right tackle played really well for you last night. And so, you know, that's those are the kinds of things. But when you look at Dak, it was one of those games where everything that was in front of him, he saw. Everything that opened up, the when we're all, you guys in the press box, me in a radio studio, and he's running to his left, and you're like, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. And Dalton Schultz uncovers himself, and you're like, wow, he saw that. Mm-hmm. He saw, he anticipated Dalton Schultz making a move to get away from the corner and make himself open, and Dak fires him the ball. And we're all screaming, thinking disaster and what does he do? Throws it right to where he needed the throw. That's that's kind of his game last night where it was just – and we've, I know I've been super critical of Dak and how you see the field. He saw everything that the Buccaneers were trying to do to him last night.
3: Yeah, I think the, the thing for me coming out of that game is you can question a lot of things about Dak Prescott, and trust me, people have over the last couple of weeks. Never should anybody question this guy's mental toughness. Because his ability, after all the interceptions that had been thrown over the last, I don't know how many weeks, um, and all the talk that was going into this game, it takes to me, it takes a really rare person to be able to block out all of that. Because you can talk about him listening to the radio or people like us. He didn't have to do that. All he has to do is just go in the locker room and talk to the media. Because they're going to keep asking the same questions over and over. What about the interceptions? What are you doing about the interceptions? So it's going to be in his head. His ability... To mentally block that stuff out and say, I'm not going to go in a shell and get so conservative that I'm afraid to throw the ball. I'm going to make that make me even more focused to where I am seeing the field. I am making the plays that are there. That, to me, was what I loved about what I saw from Dak Prescott last night. And if he continues to play like that, the sky's the limit. Yeah,
2: if they don't turn over the ball and they don't have penalties – They're gonna. They could beat anybody in the league. You saw. You you saw example last night of how this team can play when it's a clean game for them. You know, I mean, the penalties have been non-existent. They finally drew a holding call last night since week (laughs) ten against Green Bay. I mean, it's amazing that that they were able to get that. But you know, they the, the quarterback did a great job. He really, really did. And I'll you know. We've been, I know, again, I say we, I've been critical of Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore called a great game. I thought Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, I always am critical of him because I'm like, know the condition of your team. And he knew, he's like, listen, we're playing against Tom Brady. I got to go for it on fourth and three here, fourth and four, whatever that was. You know, and they, and they, what a great play call. The, the double, you know, you get double pick and then you get, you know, you get gal, uh, excuse me get Lamb out there and the, it's an easy throw for Dak to make. See, that that's what this team is capable of every week, playing football like that. And so the, the mental toughness part, you're, you're absolutely right about that as well.
4: Well, and then also credit to all the receivers catching the ball. I mean, Gallup, it looked like a yeah. pretty clean game from their end, too. And, you know, we've seen it all throughout the season where Dak can throw a good pass, but then the receiver just drops it or it bounces off of them or whatever it happens at that time. But I thought... Pretty much all of them. Obviously, they didn't catch every single pass, but it looked like a very, very clean game from the receivers as well. First
5: drive of the game looked terrible. I mean, yeah. Uh, two drops by CD, and then yeah. questionable drop on Ty Hilton, and you're like, "Uh oh, here we go." <laughs> but the
4: thing changed pretty quickly. It was like, like three and all, out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After all that, and it I cha- think things changed. Brian,
5: that holding call um, by on on Parsons, you yeah. know, on third down. I mean, I think that was huge too because yeah. it showed because Parsons. First play of the, of the game for the, the defense makes a tackle in the backfield. Yeah. Yep. Then he then he gets a holding call, and it's like, all right, so it's going to be that kind of day for for our number yeah. eleven.
2: Yeah, that's the you know the thing with Parsons is you, you know you needed this defense to play really really well, and they they completely you know and and, and talking to people this morning in Tampa driving in, they're like, yeah, we just can't run the ball. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, you throw it 66 times to go, yeah, but we're Jeez. not good throwing it 66 times yeah. either you know even, and if you even if you got to go even if you got to go and that's i think that i the think that, goat, i think that they made it i think Dan Quinn and and the staff made a strategic a really big play when we saw the inactive list we mm-hmm. said oh wait a minute no gallimore no Bohanna? are they thinking about playing the run no, they knew that they could choke the run just with Hankins and also with Wilson and also with Van, Der Esch. Van Der Esch. They choked the run with those guys, mm-hmm. and now it turned into, let's get Golston up the field. Let's get Oso Diggy up the field. Let's get Parsons around on some twist stunts against uh, Donovan uh, Smith, who's not any good. You know, that's kind of – that their game plan going in, they, they had Tampa wired – offensively for what they needed to do. They really did affect the way that Brady played that game.
5: And I have a totally different opinion of what was going on in that game against Washington now. I mean, if you think about it, because... Just trying things? Well, I mean, makwamu yeah. Yeah. was inactive, yeah. didn't mm-hmm. do anything. Then he comes back in this game, and they put him right in the center of the field on nickel defense, and hey, you used to be a corner, now you're a safety. you got, you know, stretch Armstrong length... Go make plays. And he did. He, I mean, that's the best game he's ever played. Yeah. You know, it,
2: if you want if you want the Brian Broaddus knee-jerk reaction thing, we talked about the, the issues of Xavier Rhodes. We saw it in the last two minutes of that game when that ball went down the sidelines mm-hmm. there, and he was completely he, – he just couldn't catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. And he played – you know, there were a couple of chances. I mean, he was okay. But playing McQuamu, I think now maybe that's something going forward. You say, okay I, – I think – Dan is trying his best, and Joe Witt and, and Al Harris and those guys are trying to figure out who could play that opposite corner. You know, How can we protect that side of the field? Let's just keep throwing bodies at it and see if we can make it work. Because yeah, we all know what a big challenge it is coming up. Mm. You know, and, and these Tampa receivers aren't bad. It ain't like playing somebody that's talent poor out there. Yeah. They did a good job of holding up against these guys, but... Dan keeps throwing stuff out there and and trying to make it work, and I think that he deserves a lot of credit for this one.
3: All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the offensive line. It started off a bit shaky there in the second series, and then from that moment on, we really didn't hear much from that defensive front in Tampa. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment, or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check
5: The Star District is just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco. Mm-hmm. You can visit your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, mm-hmm. and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. You okay over there? hmm Okay.
2: Got good food
3: in this place. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was just going to say,
5: what's By your favorite? By
4: the way... Oh, oh, I was gonna say. I mean, off topic, kinda. But the watch party at 8 it a- was heard crazy. it was, was, was crazy, amazing. Yeah. the amount of people that showed up. Wow. What a nice Somebody night. told
3: me that they think it was like ten thousand people. I was like,
2: what? They showed a picture. It looked very much like when they show the World Cup, and they're like in Argentina. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the fans, they score. It. It's like the whole. I mean, yeah. It was all the way to the street. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, that whole, and that whole, in that whole Plaza, it was completely. And you're like. Going, wow! Because you know when they when I saw the stage, you guys did the pregame show out there, right? And yeah. I, I I was like, that's cool. And the, then you see the crowd, and you're like, man, it's like a World Cup game. Well, actually, right the they pre-game. did the pregame show
3: back here at 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 the Star. And they were out in the plaza and there was a nice crowd up there. That's what I'm saying. In addition to yeah, in addition to what was happening at the stadium.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, so there were two
3: No, right, right. There were two. There was there was the watch party, which was at the stadium in the middle of the lighthouse, and that's where I heard it was about ten thousand people. That one. And then there was, and then there was the plaza. Because that was packed. No, the plaza wasn't packed packed like that. But the plaza here at the Star, it had a nice number of people. Okay, I was thinking, I was thinking,
2: I was because I saw the pre the the uh, the Kyle's tweet, Kyle Yeoman's tweet. Yeah, no, that was that was here about the 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 stage. And then I'm thinking, oh, and then I saw the crowd, and I went, oh. Okay, yeah. that was a secondary crowd. That was a good oh, crowd. <laughs> crowd.
4: That
3: was a secondary crowd. I that thought was we a were suburb the, crowd. I out here we were in all Frisco. the way to all the
2: way to the street. I was like, <laughs> right. oh, I think
5: we need to huddle up here. I don't. I don't know. Well, of course, you know Dallas, you know Fort Worth, Metroplex, big well, town. You can have multiple parties,
3: and that's part of it too. Like I was, I was talking to, to our, our uh, director of broadcast Scott Purcell, and I was like, you know, the the thing about it is, if you live in Frisco, I don't know how many people are listening to us know kind of the geography, but if you live in Frisco, you're probably not driving all the way to the stadium for no. a watch party. But you will drop over at the star mm-hmm. and just pop in with you and the wife kids and hang yeah. out. Like it's a nice little area Bring your just chairs. To, sit watch, yeah, yeah. to sit and watch the sit and watch the game. Yeah. So you really can have two different locations where people are popping in and obviously it doesn't affect the numbers because it had yeah. a huge number out mm-hmm. there at the stadium. So I think it worked and it, it was actually a really, really pretty nice too. Pretty, for pretty, night. really good. Yeah. Really good party. And my hope is that they'll Stay do it again
5: this we week again. and maybe next week. And if we do, I'm sure. Oh maybe next read. week we'll be at home.
2: Maybe we'll be playing a, How about your boy Jimmy?
5: Yeah, that was that Jimmy. was gonna be my next read.
2: Oh, is that I'm, I'm sorry I messed up. <laughs> no, oh, by no, the way, who's no, no, this actually... this uh, segment sponsored by? blockchain.com.
5: Hey. I'll do the I'll do the, the we'll J- back to Jimmy. Nick
3: sent me a picture of Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. I told you I know this guy. Like yeah. he hung out with me one night when we were in New Orleans. Years yeah. ago. He looks like with that outfit on. And that's exact the outfit, to... That was exact outfit oh, he, really? he had on that night when I hung out <laughs> with him right. in New Orleans. Yeah, right. he,
5: he yeah, he told me though this was like noon. He had it like this it looked like really nice. It's a tux. But pa- yeah, it's a pajama. Tux, oh, it's really. Yeah. Oh, it's that a pajama, pajama tux socks, okay. sort of. <laughs> it looks kind of hot and flannelly, but uh he said this is just pre-game. This isn't what he's going to wear. for for the game, oh, like, okay. oh, so so this get up is not game. Does
2: Jimmy go to work with the flannel I, pajama look?
5: I don't, I don't know. He might be. He's a fan he's of the, the year. He just does that every day. <laughs> yeah. like, lives in Dallas, he's
2: yeah. got ten of
3: them, and he just rotates yeah. them out. Yeah,
5: I guess. Yeah. So he's hoping to be the uh, the fan of the year. But we'll talk about that in the next break. Yeah. Yeah. All
3: right, let's uh, let's talk about the offensive Gotta line. The barrel guy at Denver, right? <laughs> the Jets guy. The, the Jets, Jets guy, the Jets guy, jet, yeah. jet yeah. fireman. All right, let's let's talk about the offensive line. Uh, I was a little worried there. Second series of the game, uh, Vita Vea yeah. just does a nice little swim move on Biadish
2: and, got and Martin, sacks the quarterback. Martin, yeah. Martin was like, oh, look yeah. out. Yeah.
3: And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, this is yeah. going to be one of those days. Yeah. And then after that, he went into witness protection. We didn't really hear much more from Vita Vea. And I, Nick, I think it was you that said that Brian was talking about how Vita Vea is one of those guys where – was that? I think it Nate that I mean, said I'm that. Sure Brian no, did. you said Nate said it. Yeah, that's but, right. But
5: um, well, we did a show with right. Nate, and Nate was talking about just lean on him, just keep leaning yeah. the whole game.
3: Oh just yeah, and as the game keeps going, he'll be less. Impactful.
2: Nate knows about those guys, the yeah. Gilbert Browns yeah, the and big, guy, yeah. the big old dudes yeah. that play inside. He's seen them all. Yeah, you
3: know, he's seen, seen them all. Just keep leaning on. them. Now, what I want to talk about though, the offensive line. There was a the, the Cowboys made the decision that they were going to go with Peters at left tackle. Uh, they went with Tyler Smith at left guard, moving Biotis back in. McGovern was not a starter, but the expectation was that they were going to use him as a uh, as a fullback. What do you guys think of those decisions and and kind of how it played out before the injury to Peters?
5: kind of surprising, honestly. Um, be, you know, just because you, you didn't know if Peters could play a whole game. Obviously, he couldn't. It didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that was more about getting some beef on those running situations with McGovern being the the blocking fullback. So that didn't happen. Now he's he's back to left guard. But maybe Farniak has done this before. Maybe it'll be the time for him to come back. So if they want to go that route again, maybe that's an option.
2: Yeah, I think to me. We talked about this, and I think we got ahead of this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. How many snaps does Peters have in that body at 40 Mm -hmm. years old? You know, they're asking him to pull. They're asking him to do things. He got hurt right before half. And he got hurt trying to just wall the end off on a pass play. I mean, he's leaning, straining, trying to – and then he comes up with the hip problem. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, okay – we used up all his snaps. Mm-hmm. He's he's this is that we're now this is what we got. So, fortunately, it was, you know, and you got to give a big big tip of the cap to Tyler Smith uh, to go from guard and his assignment all week is don't let this number 50 kind of guy eat me alive when he's over me. Play with power, be strong. And now it's like, oh, cool. okay, yeah, now you got to play left tackle. Mm-hmm. So for him to mentally be able to go from that assignment to going out and having to play left tackle. I think is it says a lot, and it says a lot about the you know we the Cowboys all season long. What have they been doing? They've been shuffling offensive linemen. Sometimes it works. Sometimes last night it worked. Mm-hmm. They got back to the configuration that we thought that they were going to go with uh, to start the game. But the the thing with Peters, it wasn't getting rolled up or anything like that. It was just a forty year old man trying to. Trying to make an everyday block, yeah. and and you know you saw a forty five year old forty five year old quarterback and what he could look like when it starts to kind of fall apart for you too.
4: Well, when yeah. when he came out of the game, part of me, even though I've seen the other combination before, part of me in my head, I'm like, damn, crap, here we go, <laughs> like, oh god. Uh, but no credit to the to the O line coach. I think he's done such Philbin. an amazing yeah. job. Like. I keep remembering, it's fresh in my memory, the times that it would only take one single player to come out. Usually, Tyron it would be Smith. Tyron Smith. Yeah. But and whoever it was, yeah, head. and yeah. everything would just go to crap. Like, everything would no, nothing would work, and now you got Dak getting sacked and Dak uh, having to run for his life. But now, we've seen so many different combinations. And like Brian said, it doesn't always work to the level that yeah. you want it to work. But it keeps you in the game, and it does enough for you. It allows you to do enough to keep going and for Dak to make some things happen or the running game to do something. But just in general, the fact that they've had so many different combinations and still making it work, and also the fact that they haven't stuck to one single player and just being like, no, let's just keep keep going this way. No, they understand when it's not working, and understand the need to switch, change things up. So that's another thing that I really, really appreciate from the coaching and what they've done this year.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, further on that point, you think about Phil, and you even think about Mike McCarthy, this is strategic. You think about how they practice these guys, where they have them working in different spots. You think about how early in the season we were seeing them in games rotating offensive linemen. You don't see that. But they always said, and and it was something that Mike McCarthy would talk about at his press conferences, you may have to use some of these guys in different ways as the season goes on. So you got to give them credit for foreseeing that this may be a possibility and preparing themselves for the eventuality that they would have to do it.
2: McCarthy also told Nick that this isn't fantasy football, though, too, one time.
5: No, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, he, right, he right, me, right. 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 He, yeah, he told. He told Dave that. Like Dave's you're talking so about moving about Martin. It, Martin he was. And, yeah.
2: You're like moving to tackle <laughs> and stuff like. Yeah. That. He goes, "This isn't fantasy football."
5: Yeah. yeah. And and I've it's asked just, Stephen Jones this question. That isn't fantasy football. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> but the thing about I don't it think is, he's probably played fantasy. No, I've asked
2: Stephen Jones because Stephen Jones is the same way. He's like, I'm all about continuity, 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 continuity. And I'm asking, like, is this just an unusual year where are we starting to see a turn in the NFL? Well, where the continuity is not really what yeah, it I is. You have so many injuries through a year. Continuity is really kind of out the window.
5: Oh, well, you say that, and I asked that question to Zach Martin the other day. And you I want said, the same five I, guys? I said, "Do you? does this kind of change your opinion a little bit on the continuity? He's like, no. <laughs> no, it no, hasn't. And by but, the way, but he's appreciative of what the guys have done, and he, he praised Philbin and all that. But if it, his preference would be, yeah. well, yeah, I think
4: everybody yet. would right, prefer to point. just yeah. stick to sure. what you're hasn't just stick to opinion. one thing, yeah. keep yeah. doing right. the same thing over and over. Right. But that's also come. I mean, lucky for him, he's stayed in the same position. Like he hasn't had to move around. The one guy. The one guy. The one guy. You know,
5: going back to like just just McCarthy too. I don't know where this is going to go in your rundown, but I, I I think that he deserves a ton of credit yeah, for for getting them ready to go you got to remember, too, like it's not their problem that they haven't won a playoff game on the road in 30 years. That's not this team's issue. But what does he do? Because most coaches would be like, I'm not worried about that. He embraced
3: it. He leaned into it. He leaned
5: into it. He said, hey, hey, bring your baby picture. If you're older than 30 years old, I want to see a baby picture of you. Because we're going to put it in front of the whole team. We're going to show all of this. The last time we won a playoff game... Here's Zach Martin. Here's
3: with a pacifier. Yeah,
5: yeah right.
2: His yeah. dad holding yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: right. Yeah.
3: Well, him holding Probably. his dad. Yeah, He's a, exactly.
2: he a big kid. Yeah, mowing the yard at yeah. age two. Probably. Probably. With a diaper on. Pacifier. <laughs> mowing the lawn. <laughs> no shirt on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarette hanging yeah. in the corner of his mouth. <laughs> That's pretty funny
5: image. Yeah, because yeah, I could see, you know, I can see. Well, the funny thing is, is I always thought my son was going to be like Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah. No, no he, he can't block like that. But uh, Roblox, you don't but,
3: know but,
0: yet. Yeah,
5: yeah. But um, no, but but just I thought that was really good for them to to kind of say, hey, we're we're going to just hit this head on, and and we're not worried about it. But we're going to have some not have fun with it, but just bring some light to it, and and just show that it doesn't matter. And it didn't.
3: Yeah, real quick, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. This defensive performance last night, they held Tampa Bay to six points with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, And I'll ask you guys just in general. Hated the onside kick. (laughs) Yeah, right. What was the key last night? What do you think was the key defensively uh, to them being able to just completely shut them down?
5: Man, I've only seen a little bit of the of the first half. I, I didn't get a chance to, to – I'm uh, not working on a lot of sleep here. You've probably seen it more yeah. than me. I, I, I mean, I thought, though, Micah Parsons set the tone again. He had one of those games where he was just – he was just the mf'er. I mean, yeah. just all game. He was just—you just couldn't block him. Yeah, you said Donovan Smith was going to have a problem. Yeah, and it was the first series of the game. Yeah,
2: I, that just going in, you could—it was one of those things. The Tampa people even knew that themselves that that was going to be an issue for them. I, I think the really the difference in this game is you—you you were able to affect Brady in a way with your pass rush that you know, and and that goes with Golston, Parsons. OSA, you know, all these guys, uh, you know, they were able to just they kept rotating those guys and it and, and it and the more that the game wore on where it was like they're not gonna run the ball. They're not even gonna try to run the ball. You know, when you get Tampa and they don't complete, they try two screens that go nowhere, get tipped, knocked away, all that, you're thinking, okay, now you're locked in to what's going on there. I think that I think having vanderesh back was huge because of his ability to get to the football. Curse was an MF or two, and so was Wilson.
4: Mm-hmm. Don- Both, uh, but Donovan, those, Wilson.
2: Donovan Wilson was not going to let this team lose last night the way that he was playing. And I I think that's a, I think that's a real you know, plus to those guys that you, know, I know in the pregame show, and we've talked about it, make every ball a contested ball. Mm-hmm. And they did. They made every play that Brady had to throw a contested play. And I think that was going to be pressure. Contested ball. You saw the result last night. Guy averaged about five yards of completion, throwing the ball sixty-six times. Mm. That's a Hall of Fame. Maybe the best quarterback ever to play this game. You know, and you went out and you you made him look really, really ordinary mm-hmm. to the point where people are saying, "Do you really want Tom Brady coming playing for your team next year? Yeah. Do you really mm-hmm. want that? <laughs> you <laughs> want that? Okay, if that's what you want." Yeah. yeah.
4: No, and again, I think having. Hankins back in Leighton Vander Esch, and with Leighton, oh, Leighton I, had, I had my concerns prior to this game just because the I mental, was, the mental aspect yeah. of things. Because yeah. I've seen him come back from different injuries from like the neck, yeah. shoulder area, and it it had taken him a while. Every time, it just mentally, he just wasn't just going out there and tackling without any hesitation. Like there was always something in his game that kind of was always like a step back but he played so well and that was not a word or, he was not thinking about his neck whatsoever he played really really good and it's surprising coming back from what uh, even last year but I feel like the, maybe the last two years talking about a guy that you're like okay should he even be on the team anymore a yeah. guy that you you
2: when you he, signed him back, it was kind of like, he was oh, okay. trending yeah, down, yeah.
4: and he just wasn't you know, having those type of uh, uh, games anymore as you had seen his rookie year. But then the year he's had so far this year has been very, very outstanding, and the fact that he played the way that he did after well, the injury. I
2: think what was a really, really good sign in this is usually in these games where it's a physical running team – Leighton Vanderesh is the guy that always shows up. It mm-hmm. turned into a passing game and what was Leighton Vanderesh doing? Uh-huh. Having to play from depth, almost like what they call a robber in the middle of the field and kind of like taking things away that way. And usually you don't think of Leighton Vanderesh the the Pass defender, you think a yeah. Leighton Vander run go get ball, you know, see ball hit ball. Yeah, you know, but he that broke guy. up
3: two passes. That's what One of them was a yeah. may have been a
2: touchdown if he didn't get his hands on it. I tell you what, they could have had three interceptions last night. Yeah, uh, they had oh, their hands. Oh man, they easily, so many. Easily close ones. they had. Yeah. I mean, they got Brady. His eye level, as we always talk about, was bad. You know, the receivers were. Now, Dallas didn't give them any room back there. They did not give them yeah. any room throwing that football.
3: Put numbers of what you were saying, Brian, about being able to put pressure and also being able to contest passes. Yeah. Last night, the Cowboys had nine quarterback pressures, second most of any game this season uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Cowboys had 10, I think, earlier in the season. Uh, but they also had Probably 12. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. They, they also had 12 pass defended defenses last night. So when you think about that, they had a ton of, of batted down balls, and they also had a ton of pressure. Like, all night they had pressure. And you could see there was so much pressure that even on plays when they didn't get pressure, you could sense that Brady was just getting rid of the ball really quick because yeah. he felt like the pressure was coming. So they really affected him, and well, that's how you have to beat Tom yeah. Brady.
2: The great example of that is like after every play when it was an incomplete, you see Brady kind of, you know, he's like, Tom, you know, you yeah. can see he's mad. He's like, run, you know, and yeah. you're like, no, dude, you just couldn't get him the ball, right? you know. I mean You, you, you got you threw it out there you, a little you, bit too soon. You, th- yeah. you threw it not to get hit yeah. is what you did, yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come
3: back, we've got to talk about special teams. we got to talk about the kicker. Rough night for him. And uh, to be quite honest with you, if you go out and leave a game where you win 31-16 and the worst thing that happened was the kicker, you're probably in a pretty good position. But we do have to talk about it. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. Back to the break.
5: James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys fan of the year. Jimmy. Jimmy brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game. Brings a nice outfit, too. He needs your help to help him go to the Super Bowl. Vote for James or Jimmy be given the ultimate title, NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Casting your vote, NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Now, I did see him in Tampa yeah. on uh, Monday afternoon. He was he was rolling around over there by the first take set, Irvin and uh, Stephen A. and all that stuff. And uh, and we were like, yeah, we, we call you Jimmy. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's James Wright. I was like, yeah oh, you don't go by Jimmy. He's like, no, nah, not really. But whatever, it's fine. You say whatever you want, it's fine. So okay,
2: but we're we, trying to get
3: your votes, sir. As, as, <laughs> as long as he's not, as long as he's not
5: offended by it, yeah, be, yeah. James that was the only
3: person you saw in, in Tampa. You want to tell everybody about who you saw into the stadium? Oh my god,
5: <laughs> that was crazy. So Hulk Hogan? No, not wish. No, oh, not only <laughs> he that, was there. Not only that he was there. I, I tell you who I didn't see. <laughs> I, I walked I down there. I was a little bit ahead of you guys going down in the field before the game. Went, I mean, at the end of the game. Went down there, and I could tell everybody was looking, oh, oh did you see? And I, I mean, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yes. Was, I just missed him. He's I tiny. Just went over there. And, like, his entourage, that they're yeah. like, look, there he is. I'm like, I don't see yeah. him. I see his bodyguards, but. I missed him. But anyways, that would have been cool to see Maverick. But before the game. <laughs> well, he's we're, tiny. You, you're n- yeah. Not
2: surprised you missed him. Someone yeah. in an auto race <laughs> yeah. one time.
5: Maybe I saw him. Yeah. He is. You, you think he's
2: like 16 years old yeah, he's a somebody's nice kid, that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um we're walking. And I don't know if you've seen this on social media, the video that we posted after the game about, yeah, about da- the captain. Da- da- and yeah. da- and Dak saying, I'm the captain. Now he Derek is showing me this video. We're in the we're in downstairs under the stadium. This is before, before the game. Before the game. He's showing me this, and he's just like and I know it scares you to think like, oh my god, like hope nobody posts this, game. right? Yeah, because if we don't win this game, we're, that know, better go in yeah, the trash, somewhere. right? Right. Yeah. And so he's like, and so he's saying, okay, if the Cowboys win and Dak has a good game, then we're going to post this. And, and as he's saying this, we kind of look up, and man, I tell you, there's one guy by it's himself, empty, except for this one person. No, no entourage, no camera crew, nothing, just. Tom Brady in his jaw, walking right at us, and we and all the four of us, we had four people with us, Patrick was with us, Ian, and we just stopped. We just like like we were eight years old. We were just like, "Mm, "Hey, how's it going?" He's just like, "Hey, what's up?" And he just walked on by as as he's got this video out of this, you know, like with a deck and a pirate hat, you know, saying, "I'm your captain now." (laughs) Captain
2: Phillips still, huh? Yeah.
5: He walks by, and I really wish I would have said hi. Hey captain, but I didn't say that. <laughs> so we just kept going, and then all of a sudden we looked back and we're like, okay. So then we're gonna put, play this video, and then yeah, it was
3: just fun. I kind of want to see what would happen if we would have said, "Hey Tom, Derek, what do you think yeah, about this Derek video?" Said, like yeah. I want to see what you think about he this goes, video. We're thinking about it after the game, yeah. after kick your butt. Like we want to see what you think about he this said,
5: video. Derek goes, "You want to know exactly how to lose this game? You go up to him and just show him like this is what we're gonna play after the game, and it would probably
2: would have been a little so, different. I'm guessing. Tom, was... you're really good with the social media stuff. Yeah. Uh, hey, what do, what do you think, think about this one? Yeah."
5: Yeah, well, I, you know, you can't give him your phone. He might break it. Um uh, smash oh, it to pieces. Wow, is that what we're doing? Honestly, that's odd.
2: what Brad Sham said last night. He goes, "If you can make this a two iPad game, then you'd be <laughs> you're probably doing pretty well."
4: Uh I was bad bunny. That. Nobody none of y'all know Bad Bunny. Who? Bad Bunny? Hmm. Most people don't uh here. Yeah. Your crowd, not the right crowd. What but, you trying to say? Uh, no, I'm just saying. Well, but the thing is, <laughs> yeah, that buddy has this thing saying. where, like, he Energizer gets really funny. he gets really like frustrated when fans come up to him with like the phone in his face. So uh-huh. he's kind of known now from t- for taking oh. people's cell phones and just oh. throwing it away or like throwing it hmm. at somewhere else. Just
3: oh. and nobody's punched him over there, huh?
4: No, usually it's people that kind of invade his space. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm cool if you ask for it or whatever, he's but a don't spokesman come next to me. And no, I get it. Is he a
2: spokesman up. for Apple now? What is he got?
4: <laughs> no. He's doing just fine <laughs> well, with he all no he's, going.
3: Yeah, he's got a Yeah, he's got a little loot, I'm guessing. What? All right, let's, let's talk about this because, <laughs> honestly, attitude. coming out of this last game, <laughs> there really weren't a lot of things that went wrong for Dallas, but this area went really wrong. Um, Brett Maher goes one of five on extra points. Not field goals, extra points. When you guys are able to look at it, was there anything that was happening with the operation yeah. uh, that, that could have been the culprit here?
2: I found only one time where Overton snapped the ball inside, and then they had to move it. The Last week, we talked about the commander's mixed, missed extra point. Uh, great job, you know. Anger smothering it, getting up, laces away, and then so you do have to worry about operation. You do have to worry about is he on the correct hash for him? That's the correct hash. He kicks the ball to the left hash. He tends to push it right there through the middle, and or he can even little draw it a little bit. And but I didn't see anything where laces were to him. I didn't see any foot slippage. Uh, I didn't see anything that would make me say. Other than that, it's just maybe it's a, not maybe it's a concentration problem. You know, you overcorrect, you push one, you push one, you hook one, you know, trying to, to make that uh, to make that work. But, yeah, you have to look at everything. You know, you have to study the timing of it, steps, approach, equipment, you know, like um, Christy Scales. We're going to have her on today on a 105.3, the fan on our show from 2 to 7 today. And I think she's got something that she learned from the sidelines yesterday. So I'm looking forward if, you know, maybe tomorrow we can kind of revisit yeah, that. Absolutely. But there was nothing on tape that I saw that was just that, oh,
5: that's the issue. He wasn't good in pregame either. Oh, then, really? Yeah, not really at all. And uh, but you know that was a lot of the, the long field goals, you mm-hmm. know, that you see. I don't really study the the shorter ones, but the longer ones. I know he was having a hard time getting it through there. So you never try a field goal, you know. And 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 I thought there were some times in the game where I was like, you know, there was what, what is it when it was twelve to nothing, and they got down there about the two yard line. They ended up scoring. I guess I'm yeah. going to go eighteen to nothing. But I think that was the possession where I said, you know what, a field goal here, especially down at the two or three yard line. When they have shorter, Dak
2: ran it in on that play. The, the play that no, Dak fourth on fourth, th- th- it was fourth and one.
5: Yeah, okay, but it would that, have been that, the third not touchdown. Not the one. I,
2: not, I I, I know what one. you're saying. Kick the field goal. Yeah, but just try. I mean, just, this
5: was when it was. This was when yeah. it was probably eighteen to nothing. Because, yeah, okay. Because you obviously knew there was a problem going yeah. on. Yeah. But but I didn't think that way at six nothing. But when it was eighteen to nothing, I was thinking, you know, let's get let's get a. Field goal here, especially a short one like yeah. this. Yeah, it was 18 because I was thinking go up 21 to nothing. Yeah. I don't know. How did they score to go up 24? What was that touchdown? I have it here. Gallop uh, two-yard pass.
2: Yeah. yeah.
5: Gallop two-yard pass. So that was the one where I was like, you know, be conservative, kick a short field goal, get them on the board at 21 to nothing because um, that would probably be easier than your extra point. Right. I mean, you don't have a lot of time to miss when it's pretty short like that. But yeah. they scored, you know, greedy. Red zone offense, scores again.
3: So. Was there any point in the game where you thought they should just not bring him back out, they should go for two? Or do you think it was a situation no, where they needed to stick with no, him and keep I, trying it, even though he dug himself into a massive hole?
2: Is, and there was this side of me that almost, and I was listening to, it, was, it was, and I had this thought in my head after the Commanders game, was Greg Olson saying, why are these guys continuing to play on offense? It's getting worse. You know, what kind of confidence are you building with Dak and the offense as it's getting worse? And I also I was thinking, no, as long as the score was what it was, keep kicking, keep kicking, keep kicking. And then Greg Olson came in my head and goes, "It's getting worse, mm-hmm. you know." And, and fortunately, you made that last extra point. Yeah, yeah. fortunately that, that you great. know that's the one thing. And you know, and and I, I think that guys like Dalton Schultz. I know you guys were in the locker room. You know, hey, we got your back. You know, and he stood up there and answered the questions and stuff like that. You had to, but
4: I, I'm man,
5: just laughing because Schultz, Schultz. I mean. D- oh, you know.
4: Okay, don't bring it to the air. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm
5: just saying Schultz didn't talk to the media. I don't know oh, what the what yeah. the issue yeah. there is. Yeah, he did say that with Maher gained a lot of respect from Maher for talking yeah. like that. Not only talking once, but then twice when the NFL Network shows up. So sorry, we didn't get it the first time around. He but he's, he seems like he's always yeah. Been he's that always guy. Like, been no matter that what of, he's going to stand up. And talk about it. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think now, and I don't know if you can afford to do this. I don't know if you. I mean, if you bring a practice squad kicker on. And you have him ready for game day. Do you make another kicker on the forty-eight? Yeah. Do you? I mean, I mean, you you know you have those extra call-ups. Can you afford to, to elevate one. To, to elevate a kicker? You, you know,
5: know? Um, if, if it's
2: all of a sudden in San Francisco it's the opening drive and you you know you drive it and you you need points and you miss a field goal, do you just immediately say we're going to the other guy? We're not gonna. We're not gonna go through this again. This
3: I will week. tell you this. For me, I would. I would feel better if I were the person that was coaching this team, having another option. Now that doesn't mean I. Ever, I have to use them, but it, like you get into a tight game yeah. and you've already had a couple opportunities where you missed. I would I would be like okay I gotta have some kind of option other than just going for two every time like I've got to have some other option. I I think this
2: week to me because it's the short week. I mean today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, and you get a game of Sunday night. I mean we're you're on a short week right now, and if you if you have a kicking derby out here now, maybe they won't show the kicking derby out here to you guys. You know maybe they'll go inside. They'll go inside. But man, if you if we look at the waiver oh, we,
5: kick on grass, please. Well,
2: <laughs> but if we if we uh, you know if we look at the waiver wire today yeah. and they or on Wednesday and they brought in four kickers, you know Hiralahu and everybody else that you know Garibay and whoever else, then you know then now you know what they're thinking. Yeah. But that does that even hurt the kicker's confidence, confidence. even more? Can that it j- get any worse though? I mean, but I don't he know has that- to know. He has to know. That that it's a concern. I mean, you can't. I don't don't understand. You can't get mad about that. I
4: I don't have a problem with it. I mean, obviously, yesterday was bad, but I feel that.
2: Historically bad. Yeah,
4: yes, yes. (laughs) But he's had such a great season. And I keep going back to okay, this is not who he's shown us this year. He's been one of the best players on the team, just doing his job and getting it done. At the same time, gotta remember there are, there are games where people just simply have a bad game and things. Dak don't commanders click yeah. and and I get it. Like yeah. the ki- the kicking thing is a very mental thing. Mm-hmm. Like we know how much it affects. Like it, it, it all it takes is a game Dan like Bailey? that for it to go down. Exactly. The drain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I have I do have confidence and I really appreciate how even though by the third time I'm like okay, start going for two now. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that to the side. Afterwards, I do appreciate the fact that the team stuck with it yeah. and kept giving him tries and let him at least make that last one which was very important important for him to end that game like that. But just in general, to see the support that the team showed Sideline
2: erupted. Yeah. I yeah. mean they, they I mean like killing more <laughs> <They're, laughs>
4: and everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I think there were a, a couple oh. of Bucks fans that even che- cheered after he made that last one, but <laughs> uh, I just appreciate the fact that everyone's sticking by him because again, we've all had pretty bad days. And based on what he's shown us through the season this year, I'm not ready to say, okay, you saw get out of here. But Please and I not get it against it, the it's 49ers, playoffs. Though. It's the playoffs too and I get it. I would bring a second option just in yeah. case mm-hmm. you never know. But I would stick with Maher this year. Yeah.
3: Week. My thing I agree with you. I think you don't get rid of him because he's had such a good year. But that doesn't mean you don't have a backup option. Like, I think, and, and to me it wasn't just one game. If this was just this game and he didn't have the miss in, in Washington, I might feel a little differently. No matter how bad it was this one game, I might feel like it was just one game. Well, Washington, for the me, win
4: was terrible. I,
3: I get it, but it does it does for me start and to span And the other kickers suck, too. Yeah. It, I get it, but when my point is it, it still spanned two games. Yeah. And that's where I start to say, I'm getting a little bit worried about the mental side of this for him. Dan Bailey, and yeah, and what? Again. And that's we've seen this in the NFL a number of times. You have kicking is a mental thing because all they do in practice, like that's your only job. Every day, you're just kicking, kicking, kicking. So they can do it. It becomes a mental thing at some point where just mentally, for whatever reason, I can't quite get my body to like, do what I want it to do. You can't
4: kick. There's a, such a thing as kicking too much. You yeah. can't allow them to, kick, to just <laughs> spend the whole practice kicking and kicking and kicking. Right. It doesn't work that way. So there's like a limited amount of kicks they make him do. But... We'll see how he does at yeah. practice, but I, I think I don't know. I don't know what it was last night. I don't know the. I don't know what a, from the environment. They weren't even close.
2: Even... They weren't even close. Yeah. No, it that's was the terrible. problem. They weren't Except even for close. the one
3: where he hit the upright
2: right at the yeah, top. Yeah, they, they weren't even. That's pretty yeah, hard to close. Do. I mean, yeah. how bad those kicks were. All right,
3: we'll be back tomorrow, man. It's a short week. We got to jump right on it tomorrow. We will be talking about the San Francisco Forty ers it's right here. Cowboys versus 49ers this Sunday. Sunday evening, Thanks I guess, NFL. depending on where you are. <laughs> depending on where you are. Back here in Dallas, it'll be a night game, but there it'll be an afternoon game. We'll talk about that starting tomorrow. We'll get into San Francisco's offense versus Dallas defense. Still then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: This has
0: been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
4: about
2: this, Cowboys? Yeah!